Hello, and welcome to an exciting episode of the Brain Ladle Trivia Podcast. I am your host, Green Belt Devo. This is a truly important episode. It is the start of our next 50 shows. Congrats, guys. This is episode 51. Pat's on the back. And we have to stop Kells from attaining brown belt status. Uh, Yeah. Don't I already have a brown belt? What? Well. What what belt do you have? It's brown. It's like one more and I get to black. We have to stop Kells from attaining black belt status. You know, Devo, I I think our listeners like a podcast that is nice and easy. Um, But there's just one thing. (laughs) You see, we've been giving, we've been letting Kells have it nice and easy and we don't do nothing nice and easy. So from here on out for the next 50 episodes, we're going to start it off easy, but now we're going to finish it rough. <laughs> Left a good job in the city. <laughs> okay, Ike, settle down. Roll it. <laughs> I'm sorry, I couldn't resist. I love this one. <laughs> no, you, 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 you had to. It's fine. It's totally fine. Are we going to look at um, the beginning of the song? I'm sorry. That's the last one. That's the last one. Okay. <laughs> now, I will say that I am coming into this this very critical bout at less than 100%. I do have a touch of the bronchitis. So, how do you get guys don't, if you don't leave the house? Well, it's how complicated. It's it involves yeah. um, it involves literally rubbing dust on your eyes. You just get <laughs> in the carpet, rub it in your eyes. So it's, yeah, it's a rare kind of bronchitis, carpet bronchitis. Oh, so scary. So uh, fellow Greenbelt Andy, we have to team up in some form or fashion and stop the juggernaut that is, that is Brown Belt Kells. Oh yeah. I mean, he's going down. Teaming up is is smart. I mean, it always worked for the guys in Bruce Lee movies. (laughs) Well, See, they didn't actually team up. They would they would form a group of six guys around him, and then one would go in and, and get, his, get whooped. They did take turns in a nice clockwise rotation. Yeah. <laughs> so we're not doing that anymore. Oh, okay. That's good. So, so Sensei Neil. Yes. You didn't sound like you, you, you keep doing that. You don't sound like you finished your sentence, and I'm waiting. Yeah, I, I was kind of. No, I just like to hear that. I, I just like to hear you go. Yes. <laughs> I, I just love that. That's great. Uh, Sensei Neil, what is the category topic discussion for today so that we can wreck Kells? Well, like uh, Ike and, uh, and Tina just a few seconds ago were singing about uh, Proud Mary. And one of the one of the lines from that song is pumping, what is it, pumping uh, lots of tame down in New Orleans? Yes. I believe that's referring to pumping gas. Yes. Which is something you would need to do. Uh, to take advantage of the topic today. This is a really long way to get around to the Ooh, name of our topic today. I need a map. Which is, which is cards. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. Cars. Oh. Now, are they carbureted or not? Uh, well, you know, I don't think you want to go too far down that road right now, to be honest. <laughs> okay. Uh, literally speaking. Okay. <laughs> Let's do this. So. 
Yeah. So today's topic is cars. I've got six categories with four questions each. Each question is worth 10 points. I've got a couple of bonus questions here and there. And then there's a final question, which is worth up to 100 points. So let's get started with the first category in cars, which is science. Huh. Didn't see that coming. (laughs) I thought about putting it last just to just to surprise you make you think maybe we weren't going to have a science category but i know you like to get it out of the way first so well if anything podcast should be predictable <laughs> we gotta well we gotta pull that band-aid off yeah right. Just rip it rip, rip the band-aid boy off. right off <laughs> all right question one in science catalytic converters are devices used to reduce pollutants in combustion engines what precious metal is most commonly uh, used as the catalyst? There's a bunch that can be used, but there's one that is most commonly used. Locked in. I'm locked in. I'm locked in. Okay. Kells, let's start with you. Uh, I went with iron. Okay. That is a precious metal, sort of. Andy? Platinum. What? Deva? I went with silver. I scratched out okay. silver. Most of your catalytic converters have a few grams of platinum in them as a catalyst. That's a million records. That's a lot of <laughs> records in every car. Everyone. They also sometimes use palladium, rhodium, cerium, manganese, and nickel, among others. But of course, it's the, the platinum catalytic converter was invented by Elvis Presley, so you can see why... That would be the metal of choice. Absolutely. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Question two. Most gas automobile engines since the 1980s have fuel injection systems. What device did fuel injectors replace? Locked in. Uh, I'm going to lock in. I so love this question. Well, thanks, Andy. That's the nicest thing you've said to me all day. Locked in. Okay. Andy, what's your answer? I, I, I would like Devo to go first. Devo, what's your answer? The carburetor. Damn. Kells, what's your answer? <laughs> I want a carburetor because I couldn't think of anything else. I almost wrote boiler room to be funny, but no. Nah. <laughs> Andy? It's the carburetor. It is the carburetor. Ask you know, Sensei, if you could for me, ask yeah. Deva what a carburetor does. <laughs> um, hey, Deva, what does a carburetor do? It, it, well, it carburates. <laughs> of course. It does, I'll give you a clue. It does pretty much the same thing as a fuel injector. <laughs> yes. It injects fuel. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Did you know that diesel engines have always had fuel injectors since they were No. Invented? Yeah. I guess I never thought about it, but they'd have to, wouldn't they? Yeah. Why would they have to? Well, for starters, the diesel fuel is, is um, heavier, but also just, just so it's and just the way it burns. The the fact that diesel fuel is has a, a greater viscosity and that it uh, uh, it needs a bigger spark burn and such uh-huh. keep, keep going sure. fun yeah it doesn't uh, burn in, it doesn't burn in the carburetor or the fuel injector 
<laughs> no, it burns in the in the piston, right? Well, that's a bad thing. <laughs> okay. Yeah, let's move on. <laughs> well, it blows up in the piston, right? Put, put the shovel down. Put the shovel down. <laughs> let's move. The- Turn the key, push the skinny yeah. pedal, and you go. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I mean, I don't know much about vehicles, but I know that a piston isn't something that something can burn inside. That would be the cylinder where the piston goes up and down in, but that's also where the the fuel and the spark meet in the cylinder. Well, I was thinking of the Detroit Pistons who flamed out in the playoffs this year. <laughs> uh, they were an eight seed. <laughs> Let them give, Kels, give me something. <laughs> I mean, you're correct in that. You are absolutely correct. All right, question three. What is the name of the process that car tires are put through that increases their elasticity and strength? Locked in. Mm. I'm locked in. I'm locked in. Okay. Uh, David, what's your answer? Vulcanization. Kels? I went with uh, the Roman god, Vulcan, and that led me to vulcanization. And Andy? Vulcanized. The correct answer is vulcanization. I will accept vulcanized. Thank goodness. Was that... I was trying to remember where it's... Either Firestone or Goodyear invented it. I was—I think it's Firestone. Am I right? I don't know the answer to that. Okay. That would be Hephaestus, Andy. He invented it. <laughs> Apollo's chariot needed new no white walls, so. <laughs> new white walls. <laughs> yes, it was Charles Goodyear who invented vulcanization. Okay. Basically, the rubber is heated up in the presence of, I think, sulfur. And sulfur. And makes it. It makes it last uh, a whole lot longer. Is that why tire stores stank so bad? Mm. Smell, smell like tires. Could be, yeah. Yeah, but you get a bunch of a bunch of tires in the same room. The tire stores give you a headache, man. I've always kind of liked that smell. You can't smell. Yes, I can. I had a surgery two years ago. <laughs> so or try no. it now. <laughs> All right. Question four. Unsafe at Any Speed is a 1965 book that accused car makers of ignoring scientific safety tests and criticized their reluctance to implement safety features such as seatbelts. What frequent presidential candidate wrote that book? I'm locked in. Locked in. And for a bonus, tell me the name of the 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 car that had a a chapter specifically written about it in that book. As an extremely oh, unsafe vehicle, I it's either the I gotta. I'm I'm gonna guess on both. Yeah, I'm locked in. I am locked in. I'm locked in. Kells, what's your answer? Um, I went with Adlai Stevenson and the Shelby GT500. Okay, Dave. I went with Ralph Nader and the Ford Pinto. And Andy. I was stuck between the Pinto and the Corvair, and I'm pretty sure it's a Chevy Corvair, Corvair, and it's Ralph Nader. How old is Ralph Nader? Good Lord. Old. <laughs> <laughs> I thought he was relatively, well, I don't think I've ever seen a picture, but yeah. Well, I think he's the deceased Clifton. now, is he not? I don't think Nader's still with us. Yeah. He is. He's still alive. He is? Wow, you tried to kill him off? No, I'm not. I, I know other people on the show have done that with American no. icons. That was honestly no. a mistake. 
No. I appreciate you putting that tag on American Treasures. Yeah, Fab Five. I saw him just last week uh, with uh, Fab Five Freddy. Oh. See, they're doing well. (laughs) They're doing a video together, I think. Heck yeah. No thanks to you. Do we have anyway, a moment of silence answer. for Frankie Robinson? No? <laughs> the correct answer is Ralph Nader, and he wrote about the Chevrolet Corvair as an example of an extremely, extremely unsafe vehicle. I have a funny Corvair story. Um, when I was in high school, I delivered pizzas for Domino's, and I always remember this day that we had this one guy everybody kind of disliked. Uh, and he had a, a really gorgeous red uh, 66 Corvair that he delivered pizzas in. This is in the 80s. It was a cool car then. And I was at the front counter answering phones. And there was this bank of, of windows right in front of me where it looked out onto the busiest street in town. And our boss was mad because this guy had gone out to deliver pizza like an hour ago and hadn't returned. And everybody presumed like the dude just quit. And I'm sitting there just kind of staring out the window and I see this flatbed tow truck go by with the remains of his Corvair loaded up in it. And this kid that nobody liked just really looking angry in the passenger seat. Wow. <laughs> oh, that's why he didn't come back. <laughs> so, <laughs> neither did his car. <laughs> what? Was, did he run into something or did he run into somebody? You know, I honestly, I couldn't even remember. I don't even remember his name. I just remember having this moment turning around to my boss and going, I just saw his total Corvair go down Galena Avenue. I don't think the dude's coming back yet. <laughs> so I never, I don't even remember finding out what happened to his car or what, what the accident was. But I remember it was a total loss. <laughs> well, didn't the driver get mad at his dad for not treating him properly and rubbing the Corvair oh, down yeah. with a diaper? <laughs> and he kicked it and kicked it and kicked it until it fell off the Dude, jack. that was not a Corvair. Yeah, it was a, it was a, it was a Rari. I want to say. I don't know yeah. anything about. That. You had the town right though. You had the town yeah. totally right. Oh, uh, so many car stories. Shermer. Uh, okay. All right. At the end of round one, I've got Kells with twenty, Deva with thirty, and Andy with a perfect forty-two. Oh, why oh, nice Andy? In science, I was trying not to say anything because I saw the perfect game happening for science. <laughs> Did you have your hat on inside out and backwards? <laughs> I did not, but I genuinely panicked when he because I I've known all these almost before he finished answering the asking the question, except when he asked what car it was in the Ralph Nader's book, and I had it between those two cars, and I was genuinely panicking. <laughs> like, no, it's a perfect game. <laughs> uh, just for the record, the Pinto was uh, didn't come out for several years after the book came okay. out. Okay, that but was the in the Pinto, 70s, right? Yeah. All right, which which one was it? Was it the Corvair or the Pinto that had the fuel tank in a really bad location? That was the Pinto. That was the. They Pinto. had it right next to the like right next to the bumper. The rear right, bumper. and that's why I was torn between the Pinto. The Corvair was a death trap for something else, but the Pinto was like explodable. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Dave, are you sure they didn't have the 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 gas tank right next to the car projector? <laughs> 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 let's move on to category two uh category two is television oh question one in what 1960s sitcom does jerry van dyke purchase an old vehicle which turns out to be his reincarnated mother 
Locked in. Oh, I don't know the name of this show. I know it's got a really stupid title. Um, <laughs> I'm locked in. Yeah, I'm locked in. Okay. Andy, are you, uh, why don't you tell us what your answer is? My mother, the car. Oh, thank God. <laughs> thank I know so simple. Uh, my mother, the car. And Kells, I guess you answered also my mother, the car. My mother, comma, the car. Coming up next, a very special episode. <laughs> my mother, the car. TV Guide once rated it as the second worst TV show of all time after Jerry Springer. Wow. <laughs> Whoa. That's saying something. Both born in Detroit. What do you know? <laughs> Question two. This TV show features a vehicle inspired by Dutch proto-modernist painter Piet Mondrian. Or Mondrian. I am locked in. I had a perfect game going. Well, bloop single coming up. <laughs> oh. I, a, a show with a really weird car. It's going to be a drag bunt, Kells. <laughs> oh, even worse. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, I'm locked in with a totally weird guess. Um, I'm going to roll with this. I'm locked in. Okay, Dave. Well, I'm probably incorrect, but I really like my answer because when you said proto-modernist, I started to think of weird, weird cars, conveyances, and then I immediately thought of the Dragula from the Munsters. Okay. So I went with the Munsters. Kels? Um, I was thinking more along the lines of maybe the designs on the vehicle, and that oh, that led me goodness. to a vehicle I always thought looked weird, and I think it was the van that the Partridge family drove. Yeah, that's cool, Andy. I went with the Batmobile. Yeah. Ooh, I love that car. That's a great car. Yeah. Uh, Kells, you were on the right track. It definitely was referring to the paint job of the vehicle. Um, and it was actually the Partridge family bus. Oh, nice, Kells. well nice. done, Kells. Nice, Kells. Oh, wait, 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 wait. No, we're trying to, we're trying to destroy Kells. Oh, yeah. Wow. Let's, Boo! Let's not forget wow. the objective. Ooh. Slow clap. <laughs> I will insult your obvious trivia excellence with derision and booze <laughs> Boo. i don't think kels drinks that much <laughs> <laughs> you don't know kels <laughs> i mean he, he he never drinks around me maybe that's that's maybe all that's, that is. maybe that's more about me than it is about him <laughs> <laughs> all right question three the brothers in this long-running series drive around the country in a black 1967 impala Locked in. Locked in. Oh, okay. Oh. <laughs> if you had missed this one. <laughs> seriously, if you had missed this one, there'd be some splaining to do. Yeah, man. You know, how could I forget about my baby? Yeah. <laughs> so I'm locked in. I don't think I need to ask, but what's your answer, Kels? I went with Supernatural. Andy? Supernatural. And Dave. Supernatural. That was an easy one. I knew you guys would get that one. That question is courtesy of friend of the show, Jeff. El Jefe! 
<laughs> he actually helped me with a few of these. He's kind of a he's kind of a gearhead, so cool. he knows a little bit about cars. All right, question four. Hop-ons were a constant problem with the stair car, a family vehicle that was given to George Michael when he went off to college on this show. Locked in. Oh, 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 uh, oh, uh, this is that book single we were talking about. No, 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 no. I'm going to, it's at the tip of my tongue. Okay. This guy the plate is batting easily like 500 against you. Stop it. I'm locked in. Oh, oh, got it. Andy, let's see if you got it. What's your answer? Arrested Development. Ava? Arrested Development. And Kells. Arrested Development. Would that have been as easy if I hadn't included George Michael? Yeah. I Well, I watched. No. Arrested Development. No. I didn't know, I didn't know where he was going at first. So, no, if you just would have said this character drove a stair car, um, I would have been a little bit lost. Okay. As soon as you said stair car, I was like, yep, I know where this is. <laughs> Well, to, for the record, the correct answer is Arrested Development. All right, at the end of round two, we've got a two-way tie for either second or third place, depending on how you look at it, uh, with Davo and Kells with 60, and Andy is still holding on at 72. Not Good quite scoring. Game, though. Yeah. This is my best game ever so far. <laughs> so talk about it a lot. I show you. I was gonna say, talking <laughs> yeah. about it. Well, it's all, I don't even want to hear scores anymore. Just be quiet. <laughs> Everybody, be quiet. All right. Category three is history. Oh, no. Question one: Nicholas Joseph Cugnot invented the first self-propelled vehicle in 1770. What type of engine did it use? Locked in. I'm locked in. Locked in. Devo. Um, I went with steam. It might be a little early. Kels? Yeah, I did the same thing, and I didn't feel as I didn't feel comfortable either. I went with steam. Andy. Um, I'm a little thrown off by your reference to engine, uh, but the first, I think the first self-propelled vehicle would be a, a sail car. It would use a sail like a, a ship did. Ooh. Oh. Yeah, I don't think a sail car would be self-propelled because it would still use an external force. Oh, good point. Okay. Okay. The correct answer is it had a steam engine on it. Oh, oh wow. Woo. And the game's afoot. Yeah. <laughs> How's that perfect game now? <laughs> well, I didn't have a perfect game after the second question in TV. So now you don't care. Yeah, you gave up a couple of hits. <laughs> <laughs> Just got to stay in front of Kells. Stay in front of Kells. <laughs> question two. The first practical combustion engine automobile was created in 1885 by what German engineer? Locked in. I'm locked in. Sure. (laughs) I'm locked in. Kels? Uh, He he did me good last time, so I'm going to go with Porsche again. Okay. Andy? Close. Carl Benz. No. (laughs) No. Devo? Well, I knew I wasn't going with Daimler because he's been doing that. <laughs> so I was hoping it'd be good old Mr. Porsche. Uh, no, I'm thinking that was a little before uh, Porsche's time. They call uh, me Mr. Porsche. 
The correct answer is Carl Benz. Curse you, German engineers! <laughs> All right, question three in history. This early car manufacturer saw consumerism as the way to peace. He developed a franchise system for dealerships, and he was a massive anti-Semite. Oh, locked in. Locked in. Locked in. Uh, let's see. Let's start with Davo. Ford. Andy? Ford. Kells. Ford. It was Henry Ford. It's interesting. He he was very anti-Semitic, but he he didn't have a problem hiring uh, Jews and 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 black people and you know all kinds of whoever could do the job. He was okay with that, but he blamed Jews for all the problems in the world. And he wrote a book. Um, I forget what it was called. But it was like basically the international Jew or something like that, which was oh, wow. a real, a real favorite of of, uh, of Adolf Hitler. Did either of y'all ever have to like square dance in school? I did. Yeah. Uh, no. We had that in like PE, like in third grade. We did too. Yeah. yeah. I found out that was because of Henry Ford. Really? Oh. Like he he made that push to like make square dancing like um, a thing in school I can't, yeah, that's I can't remember the reason why but that um, is the I, most random <laughs> fact about an american icon i have ever heard i'm pretty sure it was henry ford like I, it was on samantha b's show like stuff huh. that you didn't know was like racist and it was a um, school taught square dancing a tidbit i've always enjoyed henry ford's uh two best buddies Harvey Firestone and Thomas Edison. They would go camping together. How would you like to sit around a campfire with Edison and Henry Ford and Firestone? I mean, that had to have been interesting. <laughs> That's really interesting that you bring that up, Kel. So I just did a quick Google. Here's a quote from volume three of The International Jew, written in 1921 by Henry Ford. Oh, boy. <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll shorten a little bit. Popular music is a Jewish monopoly. Jazz oh. is a Jewish creation. The mush, slush, the sly suggestion, the abandoned sensuousness of sliding notes are of Jewish origin. So he apparently wanted to have state mandated uh, square dancing to counteract the influence of jazz. So the okay. sensuousness of sliding yeah. notes. Huh. Can you Is that why you've always hated jazz, Davo? I, mean, I don't like it to be too sensuous. Right. Let's, let's rein it in a little bit. <laughs> the saxophone is, you know. Tina Turner, any Tina Turner track in the 80s had that hunky saxophone player I know. ruining it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, question four in history. The popularity of the Ford Mustang is largely responsible for the popularity of this classification of compact, affordable, but still sporty vehicles. Basically, what, what kind of classification was the Ford Mustang in when it was introduced? Oh, okay. Let me, I'm going to go with this. I'm locked in with, yeah. But it's not something we use today. Uh, Are you okay. talking about present tense? or I'm, I'm a little, con I'm, I'm, I've written it down already, but I'm. All right, we'll see. I, it's, I don't think it's it's not necessarily a formal classification like passenger vehicle or something like that. It's more of a oh okay okay. I think I'm right then. Okay, I am locked in. All right, uh, Davo. 
I went with uh, Coop or Coupe. Okay. <laughs> Pony car. Kells. Uh, also with the chicken coop. The correct answer is to differentiate them from the muscle cars. These were called pony cars. Pony cars. I've never heard that before in my life. I've heard it. I wasn't quite sure what it was. Luckily for me, my dad still drives our first family car, a 1968 Mustang. So I grew up with a pony in in my life, though I was never allowed to drive it. I, I couldn't find it. I couldn't get confirmation that pony cars were named after the Mustang as a, as a slang term for the Mustang, but it seems possible that it was. I always, that's why I was a little confused by the question. I've always associated it as a kind of a Ford name that other people kind of co-opted. Like we say Xerox, when we want to copy something, but I, I, and I thought it was kind of a short lived nickname. Like nobody refers to pony cars today. Do they? Yeah, I think if you're if you're referring to to that kind of vehicle from that era, yeah, sure. But I mean, like, there's no. I'm not going to walk onto a dealership and say, you know, show me a good pony. <laughs> it's essentially from the. I'm doing a quick Google search. It's essentially from like the early '60s to the middle '70s, basically. Okay, that makes sense. That's okay. But it included the Mustang, and then I think the Barracuda came out a few months before the Mustang did. Cuda. How many of you were singing Hart's Barracuda in your mind as soon as he said Barracuda? I thought I was just me. Yeah, okay, maybe. Barracuda. <laughs> at the end of round three, I've got Davo and Kel still tied at 80, and Andy has 102. Oh, Andy. I don't know what's going on with this game, and it's freaking me out. Oh, cars. You obviously know a lot about cars. I am. You know what? It's funny is I'm not a super gearhead. Like I can do, well, I don't do any work on cars now. Back when cars had carburetors, I could nose around them, but I've never considered myself a gearhead. Yeah. I I, I know my bits and pieces, you know, stuff to get by. So Andy, I'll I'll point out that last game, the second chances game, you had uh, an even greater lead at the end of round three and you still managed to not win. So Thanks. don't worry too much. <laughs> Thanks, Sensei. <laughs> it's only to keep you grounded, Andrew. Okay. Category four is movies. Yes. Rats. Yes. I'm hoping. Question one. Despite the testimony of this Oscar winner, there were actually three American cars in the 60s that had positive traction and independent rear suspension and enough power to make certain tire marks. Locked in. I'm locked in. I mean, I I can justify this answer. I just don't really remember this line, but I'm probably wrong anyway, but I'm going to lock in. Okay. What's your answer, Kels? I want Angelina Jolie, who did win an Academy Award for Girl Interrupted. Uh-huh. Uh, and this sounds like something she might have said and gone to 60 seconds. I, I have a feeling Kells is going to kick himself. Yep. Real hard in both buttons. Real hard. Andy, <laughs> what's your answer? In the courtroom scene of my cousin Vinny, Marissa Torme said it. Who is this again? Marissa Torme, my first wife. It's Tome. It's Tone. It's not Marissa Torme, the sister of Mel Torme. <laughs> He is not the Little Miss Velvet Fog. 
I don't know why I put an R in it. I thought I had an R in it for some reason. Okay. Kels, or Devo, I assume you said uh, Marissa Tomei. Uh, Marissa Tomei, yes. Now I have to decide. Can I give Kels credit? That's not her last name. Well, you can't I mean, give sorry, Kels a credit Can I, give, can I give Andy credit? I'd be, it, I mean, he clearly knew the, the movie and the actress. Yeah. So, Andy, I'll give you points, despite the fact that you got the actress's name wrong. Well, I added an R, but I had the character in the movie and everything. As Kels pointed out, you obviously knew who knew the actress and, and <laughs> knew the movie. So, yeah. um, so just for the record, uh, she said that the two cars were the Corvette, which couldn't be confused with a Skylark. And a Pontiac Tempest, which could be easily confused with a Skylark, and the Skylark Skylark could not have made those uh, those tracks. But she left out the Chevy Corvair, which we discussed back in the the science category. That was the vehicle that was unsafe at any speed, and it did have the pause attraction and all that other junk. It just tended to fall apart and crash into things and stuff like that. <laughs> Anyway, question two in movies. This car company probably would have ended up mostly forgotten after its owner was arrested and later acquitted for cocaine trafficking if it hadn't been immortalized in a popular movie series. Locked in. Locked in. Yeah, I'm locked in. Okay. Andy, what's your answer? DeLorean. Yes. Devo? (laughs) DeLorean. Kells. I I was worried that if I just put DeLorean, you'd be like, no, nah, that's just the that's just the make of the car. But I I didn't know anything else, so I put DeLorean. Technically, the name of the company was DMC or DeLorean Motor Company, but um, I just wrote down DeLorean. That's pretty much what it's known as. Because the DeLorean itself was a stupid, stupid car. Yeah, so it looked it looked really nice. It's you know pretty and fancy and all that, and it had like a hundred and twenty horsepower motor. Which was, I mean, nobody that bought a car that looked like that wanted a 120 horsepower motor. They wanted, you know, 300 horsepower motor or something like that. So it was, it was just really slow. It could not, it probably couldn't have done what the, uh, what, what it did in the movie without the flux capacitor. I was about to say, how did Marty, out, how did Marty outrun the Livians? They were just, a, they were just in a, in a, in a VW van. <laughs> <laughs> you forgetting about the Libyans. The Libyans. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Category three, question three in movies. This the nineteen sixty eight movie Chitty Chitty Bang Bang is based on a book by a popular British adult fiction author who sold about a hundred million books. And the screenplay was written by another even more popular British children's author who sold about 250 million books. Name either author or and name both for bonus points. So I need you, the first name you say is going to be for the full points. The second name you say is going to be for the bonus. So, and I don't care if you're, I don't care if you're telling me the book author or the movie author first or the screenplay writer first, just the first one is worth 10. The second one's worth 10 or two. I only know one British author. I only know one. I only know one author connected to this. I don't know this. I guess I don't. I guess I don't know the other part of this. 
I'm locked in. I've seen the the cover art. I'm I'm locked in. I, I just got one though. Okay. Let's start with Devo. I went with Beatrix Potter, who wrote the book, because that was the first okay. thing that popped into my head. And for the screenplay, I went with uh, William Gibson. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I like might be thinking, oh, not, no, I meant Goldman. I meant Goldman. I just wrote down the wrong name. Golding? William Golding? The guy who wrote uh, Princess Bride. Okay, yeah, I think that's Golding, isn't it? The Golding? No, William Golding. I thought it was Goldman. Can we just say I'm utterly wrong? Is that cool? <laughs> you, are, you are absolutely utterly wrong. Yeah, I'm fine okay. with you being completely wrong. Okay. Kels, what, Kels, what did you come up with? Okay, well... I could only think of one author that's you know British, so I went with Ian Fleming. So I'm, I am I am more than willing to cast myself into the completely wrong pile with Debo. You got a friend okay. in me. Yay! And no, no guess on the screenplay or the other one. Uh, Ian Fleming Jr. I don't know. Okay, Andy. <laughs> I am so frustrated because I thought this was such a cool little trivia nugget that that. Kells would not know because he's a 007 fan. The new, the, the original idea came from Ian Fleming. I couldn't tell you who. Yeah, it really, really? genuinely did. Chitty Chitty Bang Bang originates with Ian Fleming. I could not tell you at all who converted it into the the children's movie that I grew up with. But um, I remember hearing Ian Fleming is the the fountainhead to this idea. Wow. Yeah, it was one of his later books. Ian Fleming wrote. Uh, I think it was a series of three books, maybe, or a book in three parts, something like that. Uh, he wrote Chitty Chitty Bang Bang and published uh, published it in 65 or so. And the children's author who wrote the screenplay is a guy named Roald Dahl. Oh, wow. Oh, really? Wow. I didn't that know Roald Dahl wrote that. That's... He wrote the screenplay. I, you know, honestly, I have never seen Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. Neither have I. I, you know, I, it's funny. I was just, Wendy and I were talking about this the other night of, of movies that we grew up with. And that's a movie, I think I remember a few bars of the song. Um, I know Dick Van Dyke was in it. Uh, and I know it was this crazy old school car that could fly. But beyond that, I could not tell you the plot. But I know I loved it at age like <laughs> six or seven. You know, that's a you know, really young age. Well, it was a flying car. It's probably not a yeah. heavy-duty plot. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Question four in movies. In the Transformer movies, what kind of car is Bumblebee? Locked in. Locked in? Locked in. Kells. I believe Bumblebee in the movies is a Chevrolet Camaro. Andy? Camaro. They have Camaro? Is that a question or an answer? <laughs> Depends on if it's right or not. Uh, Bumblebee was a Chevy Camaro. Then it is a fact, that... a statement. Camaro. <laughs> I think that I think in the earlier movies, um, it was like it was like a '70s Camaro, but it's a more modern one now. I thought it was a Beetle. I was going to say, in wasn't cartoons, it a Beetle at one point in the cartoons and the toy? He was a he was a Beetle. 
That's yeah. right. And that's why that's why I was stumbling there for a minute about didn't it change models? Because I was thinking VW originally, and I thought, no, it's not. It's the Camaro now. That's why I specified in the movies. Yeah. Okay. Well done. Tricks. All right. At, at the end of round four, <laughs> Stavo and Kells are still tied at wow. 110. And Andy apparently has 142. Ooh. Shh. Nobody talk. Nobody says anything. Let's move on. We're moving on. Check my math here. Don't bother. Numbers will fool you. I'm going to sit right next to you in the dugout. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I'm going to do. Don't talk to me. Nobody talks to me. Category five is sports. Question one. Obviously, the Detroit Pistons are named after a car part. What other NBA team has a car-related name? Locked in. Oh, locked in. Oh, man. Oh, locked in. Andy, what's your answer? Pacers. Deva? Uh, the Indiana Pacers. And Kells. The Indiana Pacers. They, I think they famously have a long-running uh, rivalry with the Detroit Pistons. Correct answer is the Indiana Pacers. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to admit fully here that... Uh, I never knew the Pacers were named after the car. I was going through every NBA basketball team in my head and trying to connect it to to the automotive industry. Is it really named after the car, and why? No, no it's, it's named, named after, after the, a pace car at the Indianapolis 500. Oh, yeah, yeah. I got lucky by mistake. All right, <laughs> you still made. I'll it. take it. I'll take it. Question two: NASCAR is kind of a popular company slash sport. What does NASCAR stand for? Locked in. I'm locked in. I'm locked in, too. I don't like it. All right. Let's start with Devo. I put down, well, I tried to make it fit, and I'm not happy with how I did it. I went with the North American Stock Car Association of Racing. Okay. Kells? I went with the National Association of Stock Car Auto Racing. And Andy. Ooh. National Association for Stock Car Auto Racing. Oh, I got the preposition wrong. (laughs) You know what, Kells? You got all the relevant ones. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna count off for having the wrong preposition in there. Oh, thank you. Yeah, that's fine. I'm the correct answer is the National Association for Stock Car Auto Racing. That makes more sense. Okay. I have a, a trivia nugget for this, if anybody, because um, we're past the history, so I don't think this is going to be another question. Does anybody know the origins of stock car racing? So that, that's uh, bootlegging. bootlegging. Yeah. Very good. Yeah, bootlegging in the uh, during Prohibition. The guys would uh, soup up their stock cars uh, so they could outrun the cops, and it started becoming a competitive thing of who had the fastest car amongst them, and they started racing. One of the controversies about NASCAR right now is that there's basically nothing stock about any of those cars. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Another form of racing that doesn't have stock parts is Formula One. In Formula One racing, what does the formula refer to? Oh, locked in. Oh, come on. (laughs) I'm locked in. I'm locked in. All right, Kells. What does the formula refer to? The formula for success. Okay. Andy? 
I'm I'm locked in, but I'm still a little. I'm hoping I got this right. It's the rules for single seat uh, open wheeled race cars set up by um, the FIA or FIA. Okay. There you go. Um, well, it refers to the formula that created the Powerpuff Girls. <laughs> you have sugar, you have spice, everything nice, and a splash of Newtonium. No, it was Chemical X. Chemical X. <laughs> no, you're the thinking of Racer X from Speed Racer. <laughs> who, right. it turns out, was Speed Racer's brother the whole time. Well, I oh wish they would have given us hints about that. <laughs> I was completely lost. Okay, the correct answer to question three. The formula refers to the vehicle standards that are used for the cars because originally that kind of racing, people were just doing whatever they could do to make their cars faster and and uh, they decided that to make it fair they needed to have a formula for for the vehicles so, so what was andy's answer essentially that yeah i said okay. it was the rules the, the, to regulate okay. the and it was specifically the open wheeled single seater race car that's what they use in formula one racing okay all right question four in sports in drag racing a column of lights is used to let the drivers know when the race starts. What is the colloquial name for that column of lights? Locked in. I'm locked in. I'm locked in with an answer. All right. Devo, what's your answer? I believe it's called a Christmas tree. Mm. Kels? Mission control. <laughs> I like yours and better. <laughs> it is a Christmas tree. Woo! The correct answer is Christmas tree. Can you picture them, Kels? Do you know what I'm talking about? I know what you're talking about. I just didn't know that they had a name. At the end of round five, Kels and Devo are still tied at 130. It's <laughs> ridiculous. And Andy has extended his lead with 182. This is the weirdest game. What do we have? 130. Jeez. Well, this last category better be Washington County, or I don't stand a chance. Come on! I gotta say, one thirty is actually a you know that's a pretty decent score. It's respectable. One eighty-two means I think Andy's missed two questions and one bonus so far. Yeah, yeah. Andy's having a, a game for the ages. <laughs> this is a career game for me. Don't talk about it anymore. We were kind of we were kind of joking offline that I was going to put together a. a, a set of questions that would favor Andy and Kells. And uh, I didn't actually intend to do that, but it turns out. I don't know how you've done it, but I know you've done it. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Question category six is international cars. Question one, the Ipanema was the first vehicle made by the Gurgel company in this country. I'm locked in. I'm locked in. All right, I'm locked in. Devo. Well, I wasn't sure, so I was like, Impanima, and I thought that was in Spain, so I said Spain. Okay. That would have been a really good answer if Ipanema had been in Spain. Kels? Okay. I'm hoping it's in Brazil. Andy? I went with Mexico. Ipanema is a beach in Rio de Janeiro, and the correct answer is Brazil. Oh, 
Nice. Nice. This is how the collapse happens. <laughs> Question two in international cars. The Tata Nano, Tata is the make and Nano is the model, was the world's cheapest car selling new for about $3,500. They ceased production in 2018 due to production issues, poor safety tests, and apparently enhanced flammability. In what country... In what country was the Nano built? I'm locked in. I'm locked in. All right. It's got to be right sometime. I'm locked in. Andy, what's your answer? Going with Mexico again. Okay. Kels? I said Japan. And Devo. So I think I saw this car on an episode of uh, that British auto show, the... uh, uh, I'm, I just spaced the name of it, but uh, the one top, you used to watch in the basement. Top yeah, gear, top, gear. Top, top gear. Top Gear. I think I saw this on Top Gear, and I think the Tata was a car company in India. Ooh. I remember seeing this car when it was first released, and it was touted as the world's cheapest car, and it certainly looked like a very inexpensive car. And Tata is an Indian motor company. Nice. Mm-hmm. Question three. The Volkswagen 181 was developed for the West German Army in the late 60s. Consumer models were marketed as the Kurierwagen in West Germany, the Trekker in the UK, and the Safari in Mexico. What was it sold as in the US? Locked in. I'm locked in. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I have no idea. Um, I'm locked in. Okay, Kels. I said the monster. Oh, wow. 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 Kels, what amazes me is how good you are at guessing how close. It's the thing. What? The VW <laughs> thing. Come on, man. No, it's not. I the swear thing. to you. The VW thing. David, what's your answer? The thing. The correct answer is the Volkswagen thing. I think it was sold was sold for two years in the U.S. I think seventy one and seventy two or something like that. Oh, I thought it was sold longer. I I thought it went into the eighties, didn't it? No. Oh, well, okay. not according to my research, my very very brief research. I'm just guessing, but I thought it went into the nineteen eighties. Question four, the last question of the regular rounds. This Italian company has had models that include the Countach, Diablo, and the Gallardo. Bonus, which one of these which one of those three was the company's best selling model? I'm locked in. I'm gonna go with my I'm locked in. Okay, I'm locked in. It sounds like everybody's locked in. Let's start with Devo. I believe it's Lamborghini. Okay. And I chose the Diablo as the best selling car because I like that video game a lot. <laughs> uh Andy. Um, I was sure it was their best-selling car was the Adobe, um, as I saw on Saturday Night Live, um, but um, it's actually the, 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 the Diablo. <laughs> I love the gonna, Adobe ad. Are you going to tell me the company? Oh, Lamborghini. Okay. And Kels? Uh, it was the Lamborghini. I went with Diablo, but I feared that it might be um, the Countach. 
So the correct answer to the company definitely was Lamborghini. I thought that would probably be a little bit easy for you guys. And it's interesting. Most of their models, they, they sold in the hundreds uh, because I think they're probably all handmade and uh, kind of specialized. The Countach and Diablo are definitely much more well-known. Those are the ones that are in the posters and all that. But the Gallardo, they made 14,000 of. And oh, they there sold you go. Do you happen to know how much the Gallardo cost? No, but I'm guessing it was a lower end one. Yeah. And by lower end, like, you know, 80 grand instead no. of. Probably 100. So just on Auto Trader, the original MSRP for a two door coupe Gallardo was 181.9. Yeah. Woo! All right. So here's our final scores. We've got Kells with 150, Davo 160, and Andy 202. So you guys have a little bit of work to do to catch up to Andy. That's one way of putting it. <laughs> so our final question is, I have a list of the top selling makes and models of vehicles in the U.S. in 2018. I just need you to name any 10 of them for 10 points each. Makes and models. Yep. Fiddlesticks. <laughs> well, I mean, if you know the model, you pretty much are going to know the make. And a carburetor carburates. <laughs> I'm going to lock in. I'm locked in as well. I'm locked in. Okay, sounds like everybody's locked in. So let's start with Kells. All right. Cats and kits. Here's what I got. I got the Honda Civic, the Honda Accord, the Jeep Grand Cherokee, the Ford F-Series, the Dodge Charger, Toyota Corolla, Toyota Camry, Dodge Ram, Nissan Altima, and the Chevy Silverado. All right. Davo. Uh, Kells and I have a very similar list. Um, I said the Ford F-150, specifically. I said the Toyota Corolla, the Honda Civic. So the Nissan Rogue. Ooh. The Honda Accord. Uh, the Nissan Sentra. The Kia Soul. Those seem like they're everywhere. <laughs> Kia Soul, that is. Yeah. The Toyota Camry, the Dodge Ram, and I also just threw on there at the end the Toyota Prius. Nice. Okay. Andy. I'm pretty confident I know the first two in order because I was trying to decide between these two in 2018 and reading up on it. It's the Ford F-Series is in the first spot and the Chevy Silverado is in the second spot. Uh, from... After that, it's total guessing. Uh, Toyota Camry, <laughs> Honda Civic, Toyota Corolla, the Chevrolet Camaro, mm -hmm. uh, the Toyota RAV4, Dodge Ram, Jeep Cherokee, and uh, the VW Jetta. Oh. Mm. All right. 
So let's start with Kells. You got the Civic Accord. Grand Cherokee was the number 20 on the list. Ooh. F-Series is number one. Charger is not on the list. But the Corolla is number, Corolla is number 10. Camry is number seven. The Ram is number three. Altima is 15. And Silverado is number two. Oh, so by my count, a nine piece nugget, nine piece, nine piece. Thanks, Kels. Ninety points for Kels, bringing you to two forty, and you are currently in the lead. Oh, I don't like that at all. Andy got a lot. Devo, I'll give you credit for the F series. Number one is the F series for the F one fifty. Uh, you got the Corolla number 10, Civic number 8, Rogue is number 4. Woot! Accord is 12, the Sentra is 17. Woot! Soul's not on the list. Okay. Camera, Camry is 7, Ram is number 3, and the Prius is also not on the list. I got an 8-piece so, nugget. Eight, <laughs> eight, which puts you in a two-way tie for the lead. With Kells. <laughs> we get to lose you are, together. You I know. 38 points, you're 38 points below uh, ahead of Andy. So if he gets at least four of these, he wins. And let's see. And Andy, you definitely got the F Series and Silverado is one and two. Camry, seven. Civic is eight. Corolla, 10. Camaro's not on the list. The RAV4 is number five. Oh, nice. Ram is three. Cherokee is number 19. And the Jetta is not on the list. So I count eight for you, giving you a total of 282 points and the win. I am Woo! the greatest. Sorry. Oh. <laughs> wow. You went right to it, didn't you? Yeah, I did. Right I did. I promised myself I'd do that if I won today after doing the Muhammad Ali smack talk before the show. <laughs> Wow, right to it. Well, that makes you, my friend Andy, a blue belt. Woohoo! So does that mean I just have to win one more to beat Cal's? Uh no. No, no. Yeah, we've right. got a long Two mountain more? climb. How how three far more? Oh. Three more to tie or three more to win? Three more to uh what three more to win. He's two okay. behind. So you're saying I got a chance. You got a chance. <laughs> you got a chance. You have a chance that's approximately one better than mine. <laughs> I'm definitely going to have to do an all Motown, all Jay-Z, all Oscars question. I will so go head to head with Kells on Motown any day of the week. Yeah. I okay, will. Bring I'll it. I will out walk there. away from Motown real quick. <laughs> Bring it. It's all those sensuous notes. I can't handle that. <laughs> Davo, you need to get in. You know, you need to get in touch with that side of you. You know, maybe, maybe a little Marvin Gaye tonight. Barry White, Sam Cooke, throw it mm-hmm. on. Uh, the farthest I'll go is Dave Brubeck. How about that? I, no, no, wow. you gotta find that's your groove not, thing. That's 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 not groovy enough. No, no, you got to find no. your groove. Okay. Well, while I find my groove, thank you very much for listening to the show, everybody. So from everybody here 
at the Brain Ladle Trivia Podcast. This is Green Belt Davo with newly appointed Blue Belt Andy. So long, Ladle Brainers. Brown Belt Kells. <sighs> Pain heels, chicks dick scars, glory lasts forever. <laughs> and Sensei Neil. French playwright Francoise Sagan said, Money may not buy happiness, but I'd rather cry in a Jaguar than on a bus. Got a good point. Signing off. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Hello, all you good trivia people out there. Uh, If you like what you hear, I have exciting news uh, for you. You can listen to this show on your favorite podcast apps, wherever that might be. Whatever uh, floats your boat. You got any ideas, you can tweet us at uh, Ladle Brain. If you're into the Facebook kind of thing, uh, we're at Brain Ladle Productions. Also, YouTube at Brain Ladle Productions. Kind of redundant, but you get the idea. We also have a website, BrainLadleTrivia.com. If you want to get us individually, there's a Neil, there's Kels, there's Davo, and there's even uh, an Andy fellow. If you're feeling generous, uh, also have a Patreon. You know, if you can send us some ducats, it really help out the show. And that also that leads into us helping you. So help us, help you, and you be classy out there. Hope I'm out. <laughs>